Like you're right. Like yeah, right. but that's yeah. how teenagers do it now. You right. <laughs> Liv told me something about throwing shade. Oh, yes. Okay, oh, so yeah. that's, that's a, a kind of drag queen term. Oh. And throwing shade is like being a little bit shady. I have heard throwing your shade. Comments. Um, we're, my husband and I are big RuPaul drag race fans. <laughs> nice. Yeah, super football, big buff dude, loves RuPaul's drag race. Right. Hey there, listeners. Welcome to the official WNRG podcast. We believe the best knowledge is knowledge that is shared. Throughout our podcast journey, you'll hear advice from thought leaders, gain insight into areas of expertise other than your own, and hear the inspiring stories of others. This production is made possible with the support of the Women's Network Resource Group and the dedication of our core team. I'm Tara DeLucia. I'm Carmen Pantoja Evans. And I'm Brittany Lemaire. Make sure to text WNRG to 239-355 to have episodes sent straight to your mobile every Thursday morning. And we always want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts in our Buzz Group WNRG podcast series or by tagging us. Thanks for joining us for part two of our interview with Tracy Zimmerman so we can all learn more about taking care of our well-being and also our champions here at Humana. Has the well-being team had to adjust uh, the way they prepare resources, let's say, because a lot of our population is now work at home. Um, so I, from the years that you've been here, I'm sure you've seen the change and how that evolved. And, and you know, with, I want to say, half the population, I don't know that for sure, uh, the numbers. But um, so what it looks like now and what will it look like in five years? Yeah, of course. I think that's a struggle for um, everyone. Um, I know I don't really know the percentage of the population that's virtual or work at home. I know it's high. um, And I know that Humana um, across um, all of the businesses are being much more flexible with that and allowing their associates that that flexibility and time to work at home, but then also be in the office when they need to be as well. And we've had to adjust for sure. So when um, as a team, you know, we're trying different things to see how we can get folks more connected. Um, you know, if, we're, if it's all of a team meeting, I mean, we've got, you know, um, people on our team that don't even live in Kentucky and they're able to, you know, WebEx in or, you know, sometimes we put them up on the video so we can see them. Um, so we, we, we try different things and we, we try to make sure that even if you're on the phone, which oftentimes we're all on WebEx, that we give each other the opportunity to be able to speak and that we're not speaking over one another. So we've tried different things um, in order to be able to stay connected as a team, both when we're not on calls together, but then also um, when, you know, using IM is definitely um, a big thing that that we do on the team to be able to reach each other when we need to reach one another. And the one good thing that we've put in um, as a team is collaboration time. And we've done that on Thursdays. And it's really um, an opportunity for us to be in the office or be online um, to be able to have a a connection with one another. So kind of like we call it a drive-by. We try not to do a drive-by unless it's during that collaboration time because that's when we leave our calendars open to be able to have maybe one-off conversations about, you know, a program or an opportunity, or even if it's something personal, uh, just to be able to kind of walk by and, and talk to a colleague that we may not have had an opportunity to um, uh, talk to earlier in the week. I like that. I like that yeah. collaboration time. Yes, I even like drive-by. 
Yeah. You know. <laughs> so define the drive-by again. So, like, without having it on your um, calendar, a meeting set up or a call set up, you mm-hmm. can just stop by my desk and, and okay. ask me a question, uh, whether it's, you know, professional or personal. But we use that time just to really connect with one another because we're in back-to-back meetings all day mm-hmm. long, like I'm sure you all are and, and everyone else what? here at Humania. Meetings? What? <laughs> so this is really just a time for us we're supposed to keep our calendar clear during that time just to be able to make those connections and have that collaboration time do that well and from the, yeah we we do as a fridays. team on fridays we just sometimes we'll have an agenda but sometimes we just need to connect as people yeah um but i used to have an hour or two on fridays for my team that i left open i just called it open door friday because um sometimes as leaders our calendars are so packed it, it appears that you're not approachable you're able to get in the door so i would leave that space open so that people could drive by and and just ping me or call me or whatever they needed in that time i need to probably bring that back because that was a good thing that is a good thing yeah and you know we find ourselves trying to use that time um when we can't find any other time to schedule a meeting but we you know try very very hard to not use that time if at all possible so Mm -hmm. it works really really well most of the time but sometimes we know that if we're all needing to be in a meeting and we all have this time block that might be the best time but it's it's important to um have that kind of open openness with everyone to know that you know this is the time and and we definitely want to make those connections and 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 stay connected with one another so one of the other questions i had is you talked about mentoring you had a a great mentor who actually sounds a lot like an advocate Mm -hmm. so we've had conversation previously about the difference between the mentor so somebody that is really guiding you and you can bring questions to and they'll help you kind of work through maybe professional or even personal questions but then the advocate someone who's really willing to put their neck out on the line and say i'm gonna i'm gonna say that you know this opportunity is good for you now show me what you can do kind of thing mm-hmm. so sponsor someone. sponsor sponsor someone. that's probably the better mm-hmm. better language there so what's been your experience with you know sponsors and mentors and how has that helped in your career yeah i think it's very very important to make those connections and you know we have the mentoring program now and i had um a leader um lauren liebert who left the um, associate well-being team to go on to another opportunity and you know she really set the bar high for mentoring she made it uh, a priority and still makes it a priority now to um, make connections and to stay connected with folks. And I admire that. I've always admired that out of uh, Lauren because our, our calendars can be so hectic that we make excuses for not you know, reaching out to someone and asking someone to, to be that support, that advocate for you or um, a mentor. Um, and she always does such a great job at it. And so it's it's very important no matter what role you're at at Humana to make those connections and to find that support group um, or a person to be able to help you on your journey. Um, I know a lot of us come in more at a mid-level leader, the majority uh, mid-level um, area and that we always want to try to, you know, work our way up to being and, and doing something else. And if it wasn't for the support and um, the mentoring that I had along the way, I, I really don't think that I would have had the confidence in myself to be able to um, be in a position um, that I'm at today here at Humana. 
So you have you've mentioned networking and connecting and how important that is to be reaching out to different areas. Do you have any advice for ways associates can kind of get involved per se in NRGs or being a well-being champion? Yeah, so um, the well-being champion is a little bit different setup as far as you know how you can be, become involved in the program um, more so than the NRGs, um, just because we're limited to the number of well-being Resources. champions that we can have across the organization. But I feel like it's super important that if you have the opportunity and the capacity to serve as a champion and within an NRG, how important it is because you know Carmen and Terry, you guys are champions, and you know the connections that you make make serving in these roles as NRG and well-being champions. So you're not only making the connections and building um, relationships, but you're also supporting the culture here at Humana, both internally for our associates and then also for the communities um, that we're serving. So if I could say anything to, you know, anything about that, you know, definitely find that one person that you, um, you know, look up to and admire and know that, you know, they may have started down um, a little bit lower and have advanced their ways up into the the business and, and really listen to what they have to say, you know, have confidence in yourself and and know that yes you can step outside of the box and do something different it it took me a while to get there and I'm still trying to get there but um, I'm so much better than I used to be and I know it's because of those relationships that I built in the past and and really knowing that I had someone there who supported me and always had my back I feel like I'm gonna print that out put it on my wall right <laughs> to read regularly yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that transparency too like just the reminder and it's partly why we do these podcasts because everyone has a story every story is different there's there's barriers along the way there's like best practices and things that you've done um so I mean I I know I'm super appreciative of your willingness to share that so thank you and help I, us to, to all learn and grow yeah, and develop right. mm-hmm. and I'm a big believer in the people you surround yourself with the if it's a good good feeling, good culture, positivity, it's going to help you grow. And I know I've mentioned this numerous times throughout our, our time together with Tara and Carmen that they've made me so much more of a confident and positive. And I just want to go back and, like, give forth what I've learned and lessons that they've taught me. And it's I'm just so inspiring to hear how... You know, people aren't alone in the boat because I would consider you to be a super confident person I and I would be, how do you do this? You, you know, <laughs> Right. So. Other than actually having conversations, staying, I mean, using the buzzwords, but staying curious and realizing we're all in this, we're all in this together. We're all human. Different, <laughs> different journeys, different paths, yes. but, we're, but, we, but we're all here to help support the associates as well as um, um, share with one another. Well, and I think that's the reason why sharing our, our stories have that's become such a big part of our culture, right? And and that's a lot of what the well-being champions have really influenced is being able to have those tough conversations that people, you know, know that it's okay to share your journey, that you're not going to be judged. You're actually going to be supported because I'm sure I'm not the only one that was a working mom of two who went back and finished their, you know, their, their college education at that same time. And so that was probably something that 
that I wouldn't have talked about before. You're sitting um, across from one. But it's not anything to be, you know, right, ashamed of. It's it's mm-hmm. now the culture here at Humana to be able to talk about that journey and, you know, the struggles along the way and how, you know, it's made me the person that I am today. So I, I really, um, again, it, it's gone from not being talked about at all to being everything 100%. It's normal. It's good yeah. because we're real people I mean, right. with, with real stories. And yeah. I think that's really yeah, very transparent, and, and we I love hearing that journey because everybody's a little different. Mm-hmm. Everybody works that way a little different. Um, so, kind of changing subjects here, but um, great ideas. Which I'm, you know, you always have great ideas. But have you ever been told that you could not implement one? I mean, how did you react? You know. Uh... Carmen, I really, I, I really haven't. So, like I said, with the the team that I have, we we all get in and we brainstorm together, mm-hmm. and you know, I may come up with something that you know may not be something that progressive progresses, but we take an opportunity as a team to talk about our programs together. So yeah, I may be the owner of biometrics, but I also have my my colleagues in there as well. And so we're all just kind of feed and build off of one another. So it may be um, an idea that keeps just getting built on by um, the recommendations of, of others. So when I was, you know, preparing for today and looking at that question, I was really trying to dig deep to try to find mm. something. What, what have I ever, you know, said that was just a flat out no? And and honestly, I've never been in that situation before because it's never a bad idea. It's always just built upon. And, and so I've been very fortunate in that. What did we hear yesterday? Sometimes a no means a yes later. Right. Yeah. And no, like no. I, I have a sticky note and Beth Beerbauer said, no, it's just not now. And I just I remember listening to that in the car. Um, she was on, on a podcast and I just no means not not now. And just how positive you kept it from something that was negative. You just flipped it. And, you know, because certain times along the journey, you know, it'll present that opportunity again to bring up something or an idea or pursue or even, you know, come up with something even better by getting that kind of a feedback. So that's... Ask the questions of what the no is about. Right. And, and I like that. Reverse no. engineer from there. Like, Just and not now. I like that. Rachel mm-hmm. Hollis has also said something like that. Like, define your goal and then reverse engineer from there. So I, I thought that was kind of neat, too. That's great. She also says when you're working out to imagine... Did you read her book? I'm reading it right now. She's like Audible. I've read it all. It's well, so heard good. It all. What she was like, you know, when I work out, I just think about when I'm going to own like my million dollar mansion, and I just concentrate on that and what it's how I'm going to decorate it. And when I marry Brad Pitt, it was cracking me up. I'm like, yeah. but it's a good way to get through a workout, like a really hard one, to start imagining. Right. Oh, I imagine myself being able to eat a donut on the weekend because I've worked out so much during the week and I feel guilty about it. I love it. You're literally thinking about a donut. That's that's my pleasure. Ask anyone on my team and they'll tell you what's Tracy's uh, biggest pleasure. Saturday morning donut. It's great. So I think one of our last questions is about bowl goal and what that means to you. And it's something we ask all of the, the folks that we interview um, so what does bow goal mean to you? I mean, we all know what our, our bow goal is, right? And so what it means to me is that we at Humana 
are, are taking an opportunity to really get to know the communities around us. Not only, you know, our, our members, not only our associates, but our community. And for us to be able to partner with um, you know, different organizations um, around the, the cities where we're, we're focusing on now. And then we know that this is just the start of it. We're going to keep broadening, you know, our, our scope of work and really being able to identify the areas that need the most support um, in our communities. It's just something, again, that I'm very, very proud of. How many companies, um, how many of your friends can you really say work for an organization that really looks at the communities in which they live and write and make it a priority to build partnerships and make the community better as a whole. And so for me, you know, to be able to be a part of that work um, in the, on the well-being team, um, as well as, you know, in volunteering, um, that has been something that we've really, and we've, you know, had um, Allie Greenwell now, who's doing a fantastic job leading the volunteerism and getting people out into the community, getting us opportunities to, to go out and serve the, the folks in the community. I know that's a huge thing on our team. Uh, we just had an opportunity to go and paint um, um, a couple of weeks ago and, and stuff like that. So just being able to, again, not only just focus on our associate population, but to also have as the focus that we have um, in the communities that we serve to try, try to make our members as healthy as possible so that they can live their best lives. It's just really something that is um, to be proud of. And I feel like every Humana associate should really understand what the bold goal is and how we're working um, toward that bold goal and what it is Humana is doing to try to, um, you know, have our communities uh, live their best lives. And I really feel the well-being side of it, that's Humana taking care of their associates. So their internal communities, their internal population to then go out and help really encourage the bold goal, share our message. And going to give a plug to go slash HVN, which is the Humana Volunteer Network, where you can go search in your area for different things. And as part of our benefits, part-time associates have four hours throughout the year that they can use. And full-time associates have eight hours that you can take to use as volunteer hours to go out and help your community or get your team together and do something positive. You Super. have that sense of belonging and you're contributing yeah. and it just feels good. It's a feel good. Yes, very, very much so. And, you know, for and for Humana to, again, give you the hours to go and volunteer and be a part of your community, it's just, um, you know, it, it speaks volumes to the work that we're doing and the work that we're going to continue to do and how we're going to evolve uh, the culture over the next several years. And that's interesting because if you share that eight hours with people outside of Humana, they're like, what? Really? Yeah. Well, and that's... Humana you... gives you that? Absolutely. Yes, yes. Well, I am curious. Uh, what's the story you don't get to tell often enough? Man, I thought about this one, too. Well, you know, and I think I, I touched on it, you okay. know, just about my road to getting here where I'm mm. at. It's not that I don't get to tell it often enough. I just probably didn't tell it often enough. Mm. Um, but um, I'm, I'm very open to, you know, my husband, uh, like I said, is a teacher. He has his master's degree. He has his plus 30. He's a very educated um, man. And so it was super important for me. I, you know, came from, I have a twin sister and um, my, I was, uh, my mother raised us by herself. And so there, you know, were opportunities that I had as a, as a child to really mold me into the person that I am today. And so 
just here and there, you know, things happen. You don't, the your role doesn't go the path that, that you thought it was uh, going to go. But then, you know, when I started having kids, my mom's educated. And um, I, I just felt like it was so important to have myself as a role model to them that to make sure that they understood the value of an education and where it would get you and, and how important that it is. And so it doesn't matter, you know, what your road in life is. There may be some hiccups and some bumps, but to, um, you know, stay focused, have a goal, to be able to accomplish that is something that I'm very, very proud of now and, uh, you know, love to be able to, to share that in case others are out there kind of struggling and came across those same similar road bumps that I had um, along the way. Thank you for being here today. And and, and for all of us that you came and shared and um, thankful for how you support the well-being champs and um, all the well-being for Humana. And that's it for this episode. Make sure to text WNRG to 239-355 so you can catch us next week. This podcast is produced by Melissa Nichols. We also want to thank you for spending time with us this week. And we always want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts in our buzz group. WNRG podcast series or by tagging us. We couldn't do this without you. Until next time, be intentional, stay curious, and inspire others.